0: as always, and we have just a, a news-packed ABS episode for you today, Christian. Can you can you believe what happened?
1: No, I really can. It's been uh, just been so crazy these past twenty-four hours with ABS content that we are we're really struggling what to start the show with. Yeah,
0: that's exactly what I was going to say. It's like there's just so much to talk about that I, I just I don't even know where to start. So we'll keep it selfish and talk about some in-house matters. Uh, I want to put this at the beginning of the episode because I don't want it to get buried in the back. We are changing our upload schedule a little bit. This is the last time we'll be releasing on Wednesdays. Uh, going forward, we're going to be releasing again on Mondays and Thursdays, the same as our very old schedule now that I'm wrapped up with the Ravens and everything and no longer working on Sundays. But now school is going to get in the way on Tuesdays. We're just going to go back to the way things were before the season started. In last season, we're going to be recording on wednesdays releasing on thursdays and recording on sundays releasing on monday simple stuff just wanted to get that out of the way first uh so moving on to be
1: fair last time we did this the avs won the stand the cup so i mean maybe you put two and two together here that the avs have been struggling and the injuries have happened because we've been releasing on uh different days so hopefully getting back to our old schedule will be good um yeah, Griffin was a was a uh, had a big boy job working for the Ravens this year, so uh, we kind of moved things around, and uh, now we're we're getting back to what we normally are.
0: Yeah, so. That's really all I want to say. I just want to make sure we get that <laughs> out of the way first so that when we start doing this, we're gonna release the next episode on Monday when we record it on Sunday instead of Sunday. I figured this week's as good of a week as any to do. How that. many
1: people do you think probably thought when we said in-house stuff that like something bad was gonna happen?
0: Oh, yeah. I was like, Yeah, Christians off the show. <laughs> I'm firing. I'm also firing myself. This is the last episode. The way I worded that was definitely just like the this, this is the last episode that is ever yeah. going to be released because I quit. Yeah, hate this secretly you guys don't know what goes on behind the scenes yeah we
1: were we were both worried about it but yeah no nothing super big just uh just a couple day changes on which we're releasing them for for the long time listeners you know this was our normal schedule and uh for the new time listeners you'll have uh you'll have something to drive into work with on monday um and I, i guess something midway through your week that can get you through the week too so we'll uh We'll get back to what we we normally were, but uh, now let's get into just the absolutely just jam packed schedule we have of news regarding the abs and in the NHL.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's weird though because there's all this stuff, but I'm looking at my notes and I, I don't really see anything. So yeah. I'm, so we're just gonna ignore all of it. And some stuff did happen, just not for the abs. Uh, one of the bigger mid season, I guess you can say, trade deadline trade I've seen in the last couple of years. Bo Horvat will not be a member of the Colorado Avalanche because he is going to the New York Islanders. The Canucks trade him to the Islanders in exchange for Anthony Bovillier, Atu Rati, I believe that's how you pronounce that, and their first round pick in this year's draft, which is top 12 protected. And remember when I said that this lead up to the deadline was probably going to be pretty boring because of all the cap stuff and all the prices and everything? Lou Lamorella doesn't care.
1: No, he doesn't, and it was it, it was really out of left field uh, because I don't think anyone was expecting uh, Horvat to go to the Islanders just for the fact that the Islanders aren't in the playoffs right now. It's not like they're a playoff team trying to make this move, um, but I think if you're an Islanders fan today, you got to appreciate the fact that they that they're kind of going all in. You know what I mean? Um, Beauvillier, I think is an interesting player. He, he definitely has some flashes of being good, but. Like you pointed out when we were off air, he hasn't been super great these past couple of years. Um, so maybe he can get a little bit of a reclamation project in Vancouver. Um, Rati, is that did I get that right? I think it's no. At- Rati. I believe. Rati. i probably we're probably, name, we're probably but, both wrong. Let's be, yeah, probably both wrong. Uh, he's probably the highest ranked prospect in the Islanders organization. Um, if there's one thing about the Islanders, it's that uh, they probably have a worse, um, prospect pool than the avalanche do
0: yeah and at least the
1: avalanche have a cup
0: yeah and i cannot name a single player in the islanders prospect pool right now (laughs) and like when i look at this trade i i'm fine with the return for the canucks i'm fine with what the islanders gave up but it's also i think the islanders are very content with being the team that they are right now for the next several years and even that might be generous because that is an old hockey team and Bo Horvat right now is a very good player but is definitely on a shooting bender right now with a lot of deflections going in the net I mean he's like quadrupled his deflection goals this season it almost kind of feels like Chris Kreider from last year was just everything he shot and deflected wins the net and right now it's kind of the same thing with Horvat because with what they gave up for him I feel like they have to extend him oh they have to yeah but also i don't know if the islanders extending him is the right thing to do because that team is locked up for a long time and also now they have like five centers and i really don't know how much this move definitively makes them even a playoff team because it's a it's just a jam packed race from the first wild card down it might get them in but if you're the second wild card and you're playing boston in Carolina. That's a, that's a tough sell cuz it's not going to get any easier for them for me. No,
1: I I don't disagree with you. I actually kind of like the move for the Islanders. If there's one thing that the Islanders can't do it's score the puck and if there's one thing Bo Horvat can do this year it's it's score. Um do I think it's going to work out in the long term? Probably not. Um cuz they're going to sign him to like a 7 by 7 and think, just be fully yeah, fully locked into him. Um Because he's, like, he's young. He's not young, but he's not old. He's
0: Uh, prime.
1: Yeah. So, But he's a career, like, 65, 70-point guy. Like, that's usually where he's at. He's going to crush that this year because of his goal scoring. But I I think short-term it's going to work for the Islanders. But, like you said, like, what's the reward for being the eight seed? You get to face fucking Boston and just get smoked in the first round? Like, is that worth it at this point? Yeah, and I...
0: I think they're looking at it from the perspective of, well, we're going to extend them, so it's not a rental-type move. We're going to be good from here on out. Right now, Bo Horvat has 54 points in 49 games. Last year, in 70 games, he had 52. He had 31 goals, the same amount he does right now. And then in 82 games in 2019, he had 61 points, which was his career high. When Bo Horvat is having an average season, he's a 60-at-best-70-point player. And you're right, the Islanders do need to be able to put pucks in the net, and this is a good move for them right now. But with the way this team is situated for the future, they are old, and they are going to be locked into this team for a long time. I don't mind what they gave up for him. it's just... I don't know if the Islanders were the right team to be making this move right now.
1: No, I don't disagree with you. I think we all kind of expected like Boston to be in on him. We kind of expected like the hurricanes to be in on him. Like I think the Canucks probably could have got a better package from the hurricanes. I really do. Um, If they were looking for prospects, because let's be real. The hurricanes prospect pool is vast. It's very good. Um, I think they could have waited a little bit longer, but I think they felt the pressure from like everyone that they needed to make a move and just kind of get the ball rolling. Uh, I I don't hate the return for the Canucks. I really don't. I I think it's a good return. Uh, I think it kind of sucks that that picks top 12 protected. Yeah. Because
0: I I mean, if it is, then the next year is unprotected. And if the Islanders go down, right. Then you're talking. A Bo Byram type situation. Yeah,
1: but the can like don't the Islanders just kind of scream like what the like the Predators are stuck in right now? Like they'll be they'll be five hundred and they'll be in the playoff race. There may be a couple years that they get in. Like they have a stud young goaltender, some decent forwards and defenses. I, I would argue the Isles defense is better than what the Preds have, but doesn't it just kind of scream like they're just locking themselves in for mediocrity.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, that's been the Lou Lamorello special ever since New Jersey. I mean, look how long it's taken New Jersey to dig themselves out of mediocrity, finally tank a little bit and get Hughes and Heischer, and now finally are back on the comeuppance again. I think that's what the Islanders are going to be in for a long time. So hopefully they make the playoffs this season, because it's going to get kind of nasty if they don't, because maybe they make it next year too. I just... They don't strike me as a team that's going to do a lot of damage. Ilya Sorokin's a game changer. Maybe he just fixes this whole thing, and all the Islanders need to do is get it. And then they go up against Carolina in the first round, and they have Sorokin hold the fort, and they get all their depth scoring to, to come through at the same time like they did when they went to the conference finals two years in a row. Maybe. It's just they they are very much not a team that i see winning any cups anytime soon.
1: Well, but- and like you look at their like the, where they sit in the standings right now, like they're they're 55 points, they've played more games than the sabers and the penguins and they're still a point behind the sabers and two points behind the penguins. I I don't see one of those t- I don't see Pittsburgh falling out. I think Pittsburgh's only going to get better. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like I mean, you're talking, do you see the Rangers falling off for them to catch? I just don't see them catching these teams. Of the Maybe if they were in the West, they could sneak their way in. But the East is just so fucking loaded, dude. I just don't see them passing some of these teams right now. Yeah,
0: And again, that's one of my big problems with this trade. If I, If there is a team in the East that's going to fall out of the playoffs, I think it is the Caps, just the way they've been playing. As of late, they definitely don't look the best. But even if they do, you're talking Buffalo, and you're talking Florida are also in contention for that spot.
1: Somehow uh, Ottawa's still alive, which cracks me up.
0: Yeah, that, I didn't, and Philly. Yeah, I didn't even realize they were still this close in the race. They're both six points back. They're a hot yeah. streak away. And Detroit, mm-hmm. I guess, is only seven points back. So it's even adding to the competition for the Islanders. And I think one of the things that, that Dom put out there is the Islanders' playoff chances after this trade went from 14% to 19%. It's it's better. They have a better, better chance to make the playoffs now than they did before they had Bo Horvat is just is it going to be enough? Because another thing I think you really do have to take in the, the human element to this is that Bo Horvat wanted to be a Canuck and he came into this season fully expecting to be a Canuck. And I'm not saying he's not going to give it his all with the Islanders, but there's going to be a part of him that's a little disappointed.
1: Right. There's going to be a part like does it not kind of scream like what Claude Drew was last year for the Panthers? Like everyone thought he was going to be this amazing like asset and he was just kind of meh.
0: Yeah. I mean the, the, the Islanders can use Horvat a lot more than the Panthers can use, could have used Giroux last year because that trade was just going big for the sake of going big. The Islanders do have a genuine need for some goal scoring for Horvat. And I know, I know I sound really negative about this. I think this might just push the Islanders over some of those other teams like, because if they just get Sorokin to give them some goaltending, if they can just score, then they're gonna start winning some games. I think it gets them the second wild card, maybe. But that gives you Boston in the first
1: round, and it would be peak comedy though if Boston has this amazing season and loses in the first round.
0: But if they're gonna lose, I really want it to be a Buffalo. It has. I do to. too. Now Buffalo is- would be sick. I need that series in my life and I need the Sabres to win it because I, I want that so badly.
1: What do you think, like, what, what caps, how would they match up against the Bruins? How quick would that series be over?
0: Uh, Five. Five? Yeah. Fair. The the caps, they're not the kind of team that's going to beat Boston. Boston does what they do much better. <laughs> I, the caps, they can go deep if they get the right matchups and if they stop screwing around because they've been doing a lot of that in January. The Bruins are not that team that you can just go in there with a plucky attitude and go beat. Maybe if you're the <laughs> Sabres, just because they're so much fun. The Caps would have a chance, a chance against the Hurricanes, and I think they could match up well against the Devils, the Rangers, if they get there. Against Boston, that's not Florida.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, it's a tough one. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I, I don't hate the trade for either teams. It was surprising for Bohora to go to the Islanders. But I mean, it's I think it's one of those ones we'll look back on at the end of the year and be like, oh yeah, that happened.
0: Yeah. I but, mean, this kind of does remind me of like Matt Duchesne to Columbus for for different reasons. Obviously Columbus was going all in at that point, but and they struggled to even make the playoffs after that. And obviously they beat Tampa in the first round. But I don't know. It just kind of seems like Lou maybe sees that his years as a general manager are maybe starting to wind down and is just trying to go as all in as he can. And the, the mess is the next guy's problem.
1: I mean, that's probably, I mean, that's what he's done everywhere else, right? Yeah. It's just kind of been like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I mean, it's gotten him like it, he's like Lula Morello is going to go down as like probably one of the greatest GMs of all time just because of the fact that he was around for so long. But if you take away the devil's years where they won those three cups. There's not much that shows that he's one and of the greatest You're, you're GMs talking all time.
0: about the the very recent back-to-back general manager yeah. of the year which I still don't really understand. I mean, yes, they went to the conference finals those years, but you can count on one hand the moves that he made both of those years. He made the the Pajo trade and the and he overpaid trade.
1: for Paggio like they, yeah. they're they're, they're kind they of signed, stuck with that contract yeah, they,
0: now. they signed both of them to extensions and gave up a lot for them. yeah. And he was going up against like Joe Sackick, who had made the ridiculous moves for the Avs and like John Cooper. And who is the Florida?
1: No, John Cooper was a uh, breeze. Oh, yeah, John Cooper's Breeze-Bois, coach, bro.
0: I know. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a long day. So, yeah, breeze <laughs> Breeze-Bois and Iserman and everything like he was going up against teams that like actually like reconstructed their rosters and had success. But like, but he's so old and fun.
1: But here's I credit more the Islanders' success to Barry Trotz than I do Lou Lamorello. Like Barry Trotz got the most out of that lineup, and Barry Trotz was just the perfect marriage for what the Islanders wanted to do because they just played defense and they hit and they forechecked and they, like, they scored big time goals when they needed to. Um, So. I don't know, like when I when we were doing our season predictions for the Islanders, I really thought Lane Lambert was going to like unlock something. But he, he just plays the exact same style as yeah. Barry Trotz, <laughs> the they, exact they're, same
0: style, they're the exact same Islanders. And they just they don't score. And Ilya Sorokin is a fantastic goalie. And there should deep- be in the
1: Vesna conversation
0: should be. He might be. We'll see. And you know maybe Horvat is just enough to give them some goals, but if that shooting percentage regresses, it's going to be the same problem, and they're going right. to have the, they're just going to have Brock Nelson again, great player, but it's not really moving any needles. No. I, I it's a fine trade for them. We'll see how it all works out because they'll have plenty of time to to get acclimated. It's the All Star break, and you got to
1: give them credit; they they did make that trade early, so yeah. it's not like you're coming in and you only get Bo Horvath for twenty five games. Like you're yeah. getting them for. Almost half the season, so it 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 could work out. Uh, I I think it goes to like your point, though. I think this trade deadline is going to be a snooze fest now that Horvath is gone.
0: I mean, we really rarely see the number one guy go off the board this early. Like you see some guys. We we had Toffoli last year who went off the board pretty early. Like some guys, they they go off the board right away. Never like the number one guy. Like we were ready to talk about this guy for a month. I was ready to come on here for this episode. Uh, before yesterday and say like I I think Horvat's absolutely going to Boston like there's no way they're not going to go absolutely all in this season and reward this roster and because like you never know in the future Pasternak's getting paid this offseason you never know if Krejci's coming back you don't know if Bergeron's coming back I was convinced they were going to get him but it was also like wouldn't it be funny if the Islanders got him and gave up a first and (laughs) lo and behold that broke while I was uh changing my schedule around in the uh the commons on campus i said oh shit in public and people looked at me and i acted like i didn't <laughs> but anyway it's rare that you see the number one guy coming off the board and a guy the abs probably could have used so i think that's where where we're going to spend the rest of this episode is potentially looking at what the abs are going to do at the trade deadline because the trade deadline always feels like something that's so far away until all of a sudden it's not and it's like right A month away. We're almost to that point. It's the end of January, the first of February, by the time you're listening to this. And the deadline is in the first week of March. Like this is going to come up real fast and without much to talk about. I feel like now is as good of a time as any to start bringing up some names that the abs might go after at the trade deadline. I think we should get out of the way. I really doubt it's going to be any of the big names like the abs, even if Horvat was available down to the last second, the abs were not going to get it.
1: Well, we've learned that like Joe Sack, and I'm assuming Chris McFarland the same way. They don't like to get the big fish unless it's in the off season. Right. They're not going to add a big fish during the season. They just aren't going to, they're just going to make smart moves that you look back on and be like, Oh, Arturi Lekkonen can't believe we got him. Oh, Josh Manson was a vital part. Um, so I think we're both in agreement. It's not going to be a big name. It's going to be someone you're going to be like, oh, I don't hate that. But the problem for the abs is we have like no track picks to trade.
0: Right. What is going to bring me to my point is look at what the Islanders gave up for Horvat, uh, Bovillier, Aturati, and a pick that could potentially be and probably will be in the top 15 in this draft. What would the abs equivalent to that even be? Obviously, our first, probably John Luke Foodie. And I don't like. I'd what say allow
1: more than John Luke foodie now.
0: Yeah, I'm just so hesitant to give up a even still, but you're probably right. It probably would be a And like, I feel like the only equivalent player would be, like it wouldn't be new hook because Beauvillier is way older. Yeah. I, I don't even know if we have an equivalent to Beauvillier on the roster. I feel like it would have been Tyson Jost,
1: but it might be like JT Comfer.
0: I was going to say like I feel like Comfort is probably the best option or someone's probably screaming at me saying Sam Gerard right now. I hear you. I know you're that loud. I can tell. But I just that the abs were never going to do that. The would the equivalent would never have been matched by the abs. But I still feel like it might be worth bringing up some of the big names. So why don't we just bite the bullet and mm-hmm. talk about the three big names for the abs first that everyone's connecting them to. Are the abs going to get this guy who's going to get these guys Let's talk about the elephant in the room, Jonathan Taze. and I guess Patrick Kane by extension. Right. Patrick Kane makes no sense. I see absolutely no way that's going to happen, and when this gets clipped in two months, I want you to send it to me. But as of right now, I don't see how that works. I feel like Jonathan Taze at least makes a little sense, but money-wise, I just don't see it.
1: Yeah, I think that's the biggest hurdle with Jonathan Tays and Patrick Kane is just that salary because you're going to ask the Blackhawks to retain 75%. We are going to have to attach so much more to that to get them. And Kane's Mm -hmm. obviously the better player with production right now. Um, But like I said, the Avs don't have a need for him. They just don't. like They don't need another winger. They need a center. Um, So I I think you rule up Patrick Kane. I still think Patrick Kane ends up on the Rangers or the Sabres. I think those are the two teams he ends up on.
0: Rangers, Sabres. I'd be interested to see how the Oilers would make that work because they're always connected to him. I mean, I kind of like him on – like I could see the Leafs making a play for him. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about the salary, I mean, you talked about it, you'd need the Blackhawks to retain fifty percent because that's the max they can do, and then you'd probably need to bring in another team like Arizona or Anaheim or something, and then you're giving up another pick or prospect to them. Right. Get it down to seventy five, and then on, and then and only then are these guys at a somewhat manageable cap hit for Kane, especially like you said, the top six does not need another another winger. If you could get Patrick Kane for free. Sure. Why Sign not? Up. <laughs> Sign me up for that. But that's just, that's not realistic. It's not going to happen. And Jonathan Taze, the Avs do need a center, but he makes the exact same money as Patrick Kane. So it's almost the same story. Uh, he's going to still cost, even with 50% retained, over $5 million. And the price for him is not going to be that bad. The rumor is a second or a third round pick or both. The big problem with that, we don't have that. List. Right. We do not have a second or third round pick this year, or next year for that matter. Our next second and third round picks come in 2025. (laughs) And I don't know how the Blackhawks are going to sell that to their fans, because this matters. When you're trading franchise faces like this, you have to be able to look your fan base in the face and say the return.
1: Yeah, I think the Taves one won't hurt them as much. they their captain for a long time, but he's been going downhill for a couple of years now. Patrick Kane's still like a useful NHL player. I think Jonathan Taves is still useful too, but I, I just see Winnipeg getting him. I really I, do. I, I
0: totally like, agree with that. Winnipeg makes a lot of sense for
1: Taves. Like I think Jonathan Taves could be signed as a free agent this year to the abs. I could see that, but... As a trade debate, I I just the abs don't make sense. Like they make sense for him, but it just doesn't make sense with the assets we have, the how pushed we are to the cap. There's just no way we could make it work. Um, so I, I think Taves ends up in like Winnipeg. I really do. Like that doesn't that just scream where he's gonna go?
0: I mean, that's been the rumor is the, that the Jets are gonna be in on Taves, and I don't see another team that really makes more sense than the Jets right now. They have the space. And they have the capital.
1: He has a no trade clause though, right? Him and Kane both have no trade clause.
0: I am sure that they do. I don't have that in front of me, but I can very, very quickly pull that up. I I want to say they do. For that kind of money. Yeah. They have no movement clauses. Gotcha. So, but I'm sure they would, if they really threw a fit about like being sent to Buffalo, I'm sure the Blackhawks would probably oblige unless it was like a second
1: thing. I completely agree. Yeah. So like, we're going to laugh at the return for Patrick Kane because he's going to get to pick where he wants to go.
0: Right. Well, so, also, like, Kane's been hurt for most of the season. Has. Like, he's, he hasn't been great this year. Defensively, Patrick Kane is a nightmare. He's always been a nightmare, but the guy used to score a hundred points. So no one cares. Now that he's slowed down and he's a bit hurt, you can see that m- maybe that's a lot of money to be giving a guy and a lot of stuff to give up for a guy who is, has 34 points and is a minus twenty six at the moment. I, I know plus minus is a useless stat. I'm not picking up all those stats at the moment because every defensive stat says Kane is a nightmare to have oh. on your team. But you he's also, a better
1: version of Alex Galchenyuk.
0: Right, he's Alex Galchenyuk, but good. And is a team is gonna give up a lot to get him, and he's gonna be good for them. But you also have to accept that there's downsides to Patrick Kane right now at. Thirty-four years old. This is not Patrick Kane in twenty fifteen.
1: It's kind of crazy that he's only thirty-four. Doesn't he feel like he should be like forty-two? Well, he aged all of us like ten yeah. years
0: with all those cup runs and everything, just torturing every single team every night. But it's at that point now with both of them. It just makes sense for the Blackhawks to to move on from them now. But I just I don't see the Avs getting either one.
1: I don't either. I, I think 80, it's just
0: it's too much. Yeah. If if it is one, it's going to be Jonathan Tays. Would I be happy? No. I just, I really don't see how the money works. And there are other teams that are just going to give the 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 Hawks exactly what they want.
1: Well, and it's not Stan Bowman running the show anymore, so you can't right. just can't just dangle something sparkly in front of him and rob him blind.
0: Right. Hey, everybody. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. NBA fans, it's time to bring back the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. All you have to do, go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place in a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. I'm not going to pretend to be a basketball guy, but those Denver Nuggets, they're looking like some free money right now. If you want to get in on the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, you can download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. Now, back to the episode. But moving on to the next big name that the Avs are connected to. Apparently, it just the big names are all like enemies. The next one's Ryan O'Reilly. Obviously, former Av. We don't need to rehash all that business again. The Blues are not good. The Blues are not going to make the playoffs. The Blues could be one of the biggest sellers at the deadline. Well, There's they a- blew
1: a two-goal lead last night against Winnipeg.
0: There's a couple of blues on this list, and I think it, there are a lot of players on the blues that would make sense for the Yavs. Of all the big names, this one makes more sense than Kane and Tays. Oh,
1: it would be a dream. It would be a dream if we could get Ryan O'Reilly.
0: I don't know about dream, but it it makes sense that we could get Ryan O'Reilly. He makes seven and a half right now. You retain that, that is 3.75. That is manageable. You can You can work with that. Also, right now, he is on injured reserve. I forget exactly what happened to him. Broken foot. Yeah, he broke his foot, and he's been out, I believe, since the new year.
1: You don't remember that from the broadcast? They talked about it probably like 40 times against the game on Sunday. I have a very short memory.
0: (laughs) But he has 16 points in 37 games, and he is a minus 28. Of all the players this season, he's probably had the biggest drop-off that I can really think of from being the guy in the playoff series, who was probably our biggest problem of he line matches so well against our top line that they can't get going to now this
1: season, we could potentially get him, but he also hasn't been very good. He hasn't been very good. And then you add to the fact that he plays for the St. Louis blues and that just makes this deal even harder,
0: right? That is the, the elephant in the room. Would the St. Louis blues give us Ryan O'Reilly for another cup run. Pettiness exists in sports, and right now, the Blues do not like us. We've eliminated them the last two playoffs. And also, it's not even just that. It's Ryan O'Reilly, who maybe didn't leave on the best terms in Colorado. Not as bad as Matthew Shane did, but not Eh, eh, as... Pretty close. (laughs) Depends. Ryan O'Reilly does not actively get booed anymore, I'll put it like that. But not the best terms in Colorado when Ryan O'Reilly left. To get him back, I think, would be a tough sell. But if you can make it work and you can put emotions aside, the cap hit is manageable, the price might not be too bad, but, again, it's going to be the same problem with everybody. We don't have things right now. We don't have anything. We don't have things to give you for your players. We have a
1: first-round pick. That's
0: pretty much it. We have all three of our first round picks for the next three years. We don't have a second. We don't have a third. We don't have a fourth. We don't have next year's second. And we don't have next year's third. So, now, so after that, we're getting down to our prospects already. Let's just ask the big question. If Ryan O'Reilly's coming to the abs, what are you willing to give up in a fair package?
1: I'm hesitant to move the first, but I think you have to. Like That's the only way that I think the Blues bite is you give them a first. I think that's where my package ends.
0: You think just a first? I'd I I'd have to be convinced for more with what Ryan O'Reilly is this season. I,
1: I think you could probably like sample Ranta, in a first is the most I'd be willing to give up for him. I I think
0: I I, I think I could depart with with Ranta, but I'm I'm just but, hesitant
1: on O'Reilly right now. Not no, just- I am too. Like he's definitely not been good, but the potential of him being like he's not that far removed from being a top two way center in this league. And what do the abs need? They need a center. Yeah. Could you That's imagine awesome. a line with him, Nechushkin, and Lekanen? The most infuriating line in hockey yeah. you play against. Like, but
0: if you're getting last year Ryan O'Reilly in the playoffs, no one scores on that line ever. Right. But Ryan O'Reilly this season has just been okay. He's also hurt. So maybe he's a perfect fit here.
1: But yeah. He'll fit him right next to all the other broken toys on the IR. Yeah, I mean... It makes more sense
0: than the other big names. I just don't see this happening. It's yeah, not. I, it's not a Sackic McFarland move.
1: I'm giving a hot take. I don't think Ryan O'Reilly gets traded. I, I think he's going to stay. I, can I, I don't that. think he gets traded. I think he re-signs a new contract with him. I
0: can see that. I mean, I think the Blues. I mean, he's hurt. What else is he doing right now? He well, might
1: and, and and the Blues, like let's be quite frank, the, the Blues are having a season from hell right now. Like like they. You could talk me into next year them being once again like a playoff team.
0: You could, I'm sure you could, but also what kind of playoff team? A Nashville playoff team or a contender? I I see I, a lot of Nashville coming in the future for the Blues.
1: Oh, I do too. But unless they get something crazy for him, I don't think they move him. I I really don't. Uh, it's just one of those things where he wants to be in St. Louis, and. He's their captain. They made the mistake of letting Petrangelo go already. I don't know if you can really sell losing another captain.
0: That's a good point with Petrangelo. Yeah. I Honestly, I think I might agree with that because it just – the Blues are having a bad season. I think Tarasenko is going to go. Oh,
1: Tarasenko and Barbashev for sure are gone. Yeah,
0: Tarasenko. Barbashev, we'll see. I think Tarasenko is definitely going to go. With O'Reilly, it's your captain. He's having a down year. The team's having a down year. Maybe you sign him to a one or two year contract and then next year's deadline. If this team is right. bad again, then you can talk about trading him at probably a higher value. Cause he's going to have a better season next year and probably a much more stomachable cap. hit. I think that makes more sense. But at the end of the day, I just don't, I don't see the abs making this move.
1: I don't either. You, you want to talk about like, this is totally getting off the rails, but that's too before the show is do you look back at the Ryan O'Reilly for Tage Thompson trade and think that's like one of the few trades that's a win win for both teams?
0: That's a really interesting one to look at because the Blues obviously won the Stanley Cup, but now the Sabres have Tage Thompson, who right? Is one of the biggest breakout stars in the NHL, not even like recently from that trade, like last season. Tage Thompson was like, this guy is good for maybe 10 goals a year at his peak as recently as two seasons ago, where this guy was nothing. So it's a trade that definitely took a while for the Sabres, but it's working out for them right now. Working out uh, pretty well. So but I mean, I, It's hard to argue with a cup.
1: Yeah, it's hard to argue. But that's what I'm saying. I think it's one of those few trades where you can look and be like, yep, both teams won. Both teams won that trade um, because Buffalo was not going to win a cup, and then they get their superstar forward, and the Blues won a cup. Um, so I think that's one of the few trades you look back on, you go, yep, both teams won that trade. So, um, yeah, that's my hot take for the trade deadline. I don't even think it's that hot. I don't think Ryan O'Reilly gets traded.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think some people would find that hot because they just love rumors and where's right. this guy going to go and everything. But
1: he would be sick on the abs. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he, he would was... be great on the abs.
0: If but... you get Ryan O'Reilly and he's Ryan O'Reilly, as in good Ryan O'Reilly, awesome. But I just, I don't know if this is the season for it.
1: No. And the Blues just aren't going to trade him to the abs. Like, <laughs> just Doug Armstrong will not trade to the abs. They're like... not
0: going to do us any favors. And if they do trade him to us, it's first and probably foodie and probably something else because right. that's the only way we are getting him.
1: Right, and if you look at was the last t- time these teams traded the Eric Johnson trade was that the last time that these teams have traded? I,
0: I'd really have to rack through my brain, but I, I think... remember
1: that trade because we got Jay Mclemmet. You remember Jay Mclemmet? Of course, a fucking beast, bro. Um, But yeah, I, I just I would love Ryan O'Reilly on the Abs. Don't get me wrong, I, I think he'd be a sick fit but there's just, I just don't see a possible way that it lands. I just don't.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. So I think we spent enough time on the big names. The rest of the names on here is just a, a loose list that I've put together of players. And I want to get your thoughts on them. I'll get everyone else's thoughts on them. The first name on this list I had put on last week, it's not going to happen anymore. Uh, Scott Mayfield, uh, the New York Islanders, even if the Islanders really fall out of this race, I don't see them moving a guy like Mayfield
1: right now. No, I know. He's a good defenseman too. I mean, I think they're going to hold on. You're probably hearing Iggy. Uh, she's biting her nails right now. It's really annoying. Um, I, I've been distracted this whole episode. My dog is, is just biting her nails going I to was, town.
0: I, I, was, I had to mute myself and look away because there was like some like weird-ass siren outside. <laughs> I didn't want that to pick up on the audio. It sounded like ghoulish. I don't know what that uh,
1: is. Yeah, I mean, that's just typical of this show. Um, but yeah, I mean, Scott Mayfield, uh, he's a good defenseman. Uh, I think the Islanders have kind of said that they aren't going to be sellers now with this move for Horvath Um, Mayfield. And wouldn't it just be funny if Mayfield turned into another Devon if we got him?
0: Yeah, it's another thing is like, I don't think the Islanders really want to do more defenseman deals with us right now. I don't think they're too interested in that. But anyway, we're going to kind of move through this list a a lot quicker than we did with Taze Kane and O'Reilly just because there's less to talk about with these guys and these are more just my opinions but scott mayfield is very very cheap like if the islanders are sellers this is going to be one of the most coveted guys that in the entire trade deadline that no one's talking about right now he may he'll be
1: the uh he'll be the uh kulak of this year
0: right 1.45 is his cap hit right now he's only 30 years old and he's been having a, a good season as well like this is a guy that can probably play top four minutes anywhere the Avs maybe don't need another defenseman that can play big minutes right now if when they're healthy, but we've seen with this defense, sometimes they're not always healthy. Maybe it wouldn't hurt to have another guy like May, of Mayfield's caliber, but that's not going to happen. We don't need to spend too much time on it. What the Avs need is centers. We've gone this far and we've hinted at it with Tays and O'Reilly. The Avs, more than anything, if they're going to make a move at the deadline, it's going to be for a center. So one of the centers that I like out of Columbus is Jack Roslevic. He is a a younger player who has another year left on his contract. After this, he makes $4 million. I don't know what Columbus thinks about him if they want to keep him because they're not super inclined to trade him at the moment. But I think Roslevic could be a good addition to this team. And I can hear it now. Roslovic is not a second line center on a Stanley Cup winning team. My thought process going into this deadline right now is that I am not entirely convinced you need to take Comfort off of the second line right now. And I think adding Roslovic just gives you another option. I don't think you need that staple to the second line that you might have needed, or at least you thought you needed coming into this season, because Comfort has done really well. And I really like JT Comfort on that second line with a lot of those guys. If you get Roslevic, it gives you maybe a more offensive option and you can bump Comfort down if need be, but you can also move Comfort back up. You can do the second line center by by platoon. You have new hook. Right. It gives you a lot of options. A lot, all these guys that we're going to talk about as centers, they're not the player that's going to be like, this is your second line center through thick and thin, no matter what They're options. So I want everyone to keep that in mind. That we well, can-
1: that, I, I think you just go you just ride the hot hand to play second line center. Who's ever playing the best, you can just roll through because I'm in complete agreement. There's just not a second line center available this year that you can um, you can grab and just plug into the set. There's no Nazem Kadri out there. There's none that are going to be like him. So I agree with you. I think you just add talented players and you kind of just play mismatch of who can work.
0: Right. And I, I think Roslovic is a pretty good option. He plays big minutes in Columbus. It's not his best season. He has four goals and I believe 23 assists at the moment for 27 points in 47 games. He's not going to come in here and change things. But one of the things that I think the Avs need more than anything is just more options. Right. They're not going to be landing the big fish at the deadline. It's like you said, with centers, I mean, we can probably talk about some more of them. We talked about the two big ones, Ryan O'Reilly and Jonathan Tays. After that, probably the biggest center left on the board is Sean Monaghan. He's hurt. Yeah, he's hurt. And, and a massive cap hit. Massive cap hit, I believe 6.25. They're probably going to retain half of that because they'll have to. And I don't think he'll cost that much just because there's so much risk attached to him. But he could be good if he plays. Like if I, plays. I, I it, If you can guarantee me that Sean Monaghan does not get hurt in his tenure with the Avs, I'm down. But you can't because Sean Monaghan's
1: always hurt. And he costs a lot of money. He does. And that's why I like roslovic more. I think roslovic has the potential to be a productive player on a Stanley cup team.
0: Right. And also one of my things is like, I'm very protective of that first round pick. And I really don't want to give it up unless it's four player with term or is an RFA Roslovic has one more year after this at 2 million. If you can somehow convince Columbus to retain half, then you have 2 million for both of those seasons
1: Oh, and I was about to he, say, I thought you just said earlier it was 4 million. And yeah. then you
0: said 2 million. I was
1: confused by that. But yeah, if they're retaining yeah. half, it'd be 2. Yeah. I hear
0: you. The they're retaining half, then it'll be 2 million. You have him for another year. And if he's good, you can extend him. He's going to be a UFA at the end of this contract. And he's still quite young at the moment. No, not super young. He's 26. He's pretty much entering his prime. It's an option. Like I don't know how wild I am about a first for Jack Roslevic, but if it came down to it, I wouldn't hate it that much.
1: No, I completely agree. I, I would not hate having Jack Roxovic. Um, I think he's adds that depth that you need. Um, I can't say too much about his like his full game where if he's good defensively or not. Um, but what we've seen with Evan Rodriguez, what we've seen with Arturi Lekin, And if you put these types of players with world class players in Kale McCarr, Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, and they're going to produce. So, um, I like Rossovic a lot. I don't know what it's going to take to cost him. And I really don't know if Columbus is going to be inclined to move. Him. Because like you said, like he's cost controlled for the next year. They're bad. They aren't probably aren't going to be that bad again next year. I yeah. mean, you, you
0: would think. And the thing with Columbus has always been that they need centers. And that was my biggest problem with Columbus coming into the season. Jack Rossovic is your number one center. Hey, I didn't write this guy on my board, but you did mention him a couple of weeks ago. Boone Jenner. In Columbus, I mean, I I would enjoy Boone Jenner in Colorado. I'm really scared off by the length of that contract. He's, I think he's under thirty. I think he's 29 right now. If I'm remembering, it seems like he's 30. been in the league forever. I know he's 29. He makes 3.75 for three seasons after this. I just don't know how comfortable I am locking myself into Boone. That's
1: not terrible.
0: It's but you look terrible. Up. It's not but, terrible,
1: but I don't know if Columbus is going to be inclined to trade their captain.
0: Right. And like again, that's that's term. And you could easily move on from that if need be, but you generally don't see that. If you're trading for a guy with that term, you're probably gonna keep him. I feel like it blocks a lot of things. I feel like that would block New Hook in the future. Or maybe you just have Boone Jenner as your perennial third line center, and there's your there's your comfort replacement. Your comfort replacement right there. So maybe it makes sense from that angle, but if you're giving me a choice I I think I would prefer Roslovic
1: off of Columbus. I completely agree. I would rather have Roslovic um just because I think his offensive potential is better than what Boone Jenner is. Um Jenner he's a good player don't get me wrong but 3 years at that I mean that that doesn't that kind of sound like the like trading for Artem and Isimov when the when the Hawks did that like doesn't that kind of feel like that? Um, it'd work for a couple of years. And then you'd be like, damn, I can't believe we blocked Alex Newhook from becoming what he could have been because we traded for Boone Jenner.
0: Yeah, I mean, if the abs do it, I can see the appeal and I would trust their judgment a lot more than mine. Right. They would do their homework, but term is a bit scary. So I'm going to move on from these two now. If we are going to trade for a center from the Blackhawks, there's one that makes more sense than Jonathan Tays. He's much cheaper. He's a rental. I don't love him, but it's Max Domi
1: yeah I, i'm not the biggest fan of that i mean we saw what domi did for the hurricanes last year in the playoffs like he's just a guy he's a guy um i i wouldn't necessarily love that i don't think you're getting significantly better if you get him
0: yeah i mean i agree but i feel like it's almost the same thing as roslavik you have an option at center again domi is not your staple on the second line as your center but he does give you options he's have pretty decent season i mean someone on the blackhawks has to score he has 14 right. goals 21 assists 35 points i believe he's leading the team in points for at the moment he's 27 he's a rental he is three million against the cap they retain half that's one and a half it's an option that makes sense and that it would, does it would be workable hey everybody hope you've been enjoying this episode so far interrupting to bring you a word from our new sponsors at raycon This is the time of year everyone's making new year's resolutions, talking about big changes. But most of the time these are pretty unrealistic and even the smallest changes can contribute to these habits. And I've found you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase for even the smallest things that can be a part of these big changes. For me, that has been my Raycon headphones. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. For me personally, my New Year's resolution has been running. My old headphones are staticky, they ran out of battery too easily. Ever since I switched, Raycons have fixed my routines and made them so much easier. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that'll last all night, Raycon has you covered. And these are half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't even have to choose. You can get a pair of headphones and a spare, a speaker, and you're still paying less than you would for even just one pair of headphones from other companies. And even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants you to make sure that you'll feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options, and every purchase has a free and easy return guarantee. And best of all, Raycon's features are endless. 3 customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, noise isolation, awareness mode, crystal clear call quality, water and sweat resistant, hours of battery life. There's just no reason to not get in on this now. So if you're ready to buy something small with a big impact, go to buyraycon.com/thpn today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com/thpn to score 15% off. Now back to the episode.
1: I like Roslovic more just because of that. He has that one year term on it. So I like that more. Uh, Max Domi, I just, I think we kind of know what he is. And like he had that one good year in Montreal. I I just don't think he'd add too much to the abs personally.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I, I agree with that too, but I think that's kind of what we're looking at with the abs at the moment is like the big fish aren't coming. You gotta, you're going to be looking at the Roslovics and the Domies and trying to find some, some hidden value. We talked about Sean Monaghan already. I I like Monaghan. I like him as a player. I, love, I loved him when he was at his peak in, in Calgary. I thought he was great. It's not the same Sean Monaghan anymore. And if he's healthy, awesome. But is he going to be healthy? And I don't know what the asking price is for him. I mean, they got a first for taking him. And would they ask for a first from him this season? I wouldn't think so. But then what? A second, a third, bad news. Don't have those. Um, Right. And you
1: got to get them to retain salary too. That's the the problem. problem.
0: What prospect are we trading? It says, I feel like we're being really stingy right now, but you got to look
1: out for the future. Cause this isn't like a, we're not like the Bruins, like our windows wide open right now. (laughs) Like it's not like the Bruins where this is legit. Their last run at it. Um, so you got to be smart and not cost yourself in the future. Right. So i I thought Monaghan would be a good option at the end of the year. He's just he's hurt, and that's just the story of his career is he's hurt. So um, I really think as Avs fans, we kind of have to prepare ourselves. This deadline is going to be very underwhelming yeah. uh, when it comes to trades because it's going to be small players. Like we'll see some we'll see some moves, but like, would you be shocked if like Matt Nieto's our biggest addition after the end of the trade deadline?
0: Honestly, I would not be surprised at all. And I think that's honestly the right thing to do at the right. moment. Like, yeah, you, you'd love to go and get a bona fide second line center. That guy like Nazem Kadri, who absolutely is, is your second line center and staples that down. It's just there's not a lot of options right there that teams are going to be willing to trade at the deadline. You're probably going to have to look at picking around the edges and just giving it. Your team quantity, maybe instead of a ton of quality. We got both last season somehow with Lekken and Manson and Cogliano and everything. But I think we're gonna have to look more into like Cogliano type players where we're trading these late round draft picks for them. And you we've talked about this before. You look at the moves the abs have made so far. They've been very creative where you are not really giving up much for upgrades on your team. You gave up Dryden Hunt who you got for free off of waivers, who was not even on your team opening night for Dennis Malkin, who fits with this team is trying to do more. And then you look at the Nieto trade, Jacob McDonald was a Kale Makara turn away from being pushed out of the lineup, probably forever. And Martin Cout's time was done here. We really did not lose any value in that trade. And you get back Matt Nieto and Ryan Merkley who just make more sense for this team. And so far we have improved our team without giving up anything. But that's also kind of been out of necessity because we don't really have much that we can give up at the moment without packaging it for something substantial,
1: and it doesn't it just seem like this is the the type of thing that they'll the Avs will do whatever they can to make the team better this year. They're not going to be big spenders. I think they hold on to the first round pick, like unless there's something crazy, and they start to replenish that. Prospect pool just a little bit because even adding another first round pick, granted, it's probably going to be in the 30s if everything goes well. That's still a player you can add as a prospect, and it's at least some trade value. Uh, I really would be shocked if the abs moved their first round pick. Probably by the time this episode's released, we'll move the first round pick for someone, yeah. but
0: I might have, I would be surprised. Hot, I might have a bit of a hot take that I just came up with right now. The Avs move a first round pick, but it's next year's first round pick. Interesting because I think they keep this one. But I'm not not saying it's going to happen, but if they find a player they like that's going to be expensive, if they can convince, like, a a rebuilding team, like, let's just say, for example, I'm not picking a single player off these teams, Anaheim or Arizona, teams that are going to take a while, you offer them next year's first and be like, well, you never know, like, we could be bad next year and see if they take it. Because with this year's draft, this is one of the best drafts. This is the best draft since McDavid. This is the 2015 draft so far. We'll see how that actually pans out. But right right now, it's shaping up to be a very McDavid-esque draft. Like you said, you want to replenish that pool a little bit. When you talk about next year's pick, though, we really don't know what that draft class is going to look like. Plus, how soon is that guy going to come in and help? Because we're talking Oscar Lousin is still maybe two years away, three years away. Yeah and we saw Martin Cout didn't turn into much it took New Hook some time to really turn into stuff like draft picks take a while most of the time i'd be fine trading that one it's just this year's one i it's going to be low because we're we're going to win you know of course why wouldn't right. we win we're awesome we're the best team ever obviously but this is a very deep draft and you don't have a second or third round pick you didn't pick at last year's draft I feel like it's just important to hold on to that. But next year, if you find something you like, I'm not opposed to it. Would you be shocked if Ryan Merkley gets traded? Honestly, I was thinking about that after we got him. Is like That does feel a little trade-baity because you can definitely package him into something. But I don't know how stoked other teams would be about getting him in a package until they right. see there's something there. So I think yeah. we need to build him back first. Maybe that's an off-season trade. If we trade him at all, of course, this is all just speculation, obviously. Right. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I did kind of think that when we got him. It's like, that seems like a guy that
1: could get moved. Yeah, absolutely. Has a big year. Um, he already has a point that the games he's played, so hey, who knows? Yeah, so
0: that's just my long-winded rant about the trade deadline. There's some more names on here. Which one do we just do? We did Domi. We talked about the Blues. I mean... I'm not nuts about Ivan Barbashev, but I did put him on this list. I think the abs could benefit from having him. But again, it's not really a, a center. No, it's not what you need. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd be I'd be fine if we went out and got him. But again, I don't see the Blues doing a ton of business with us right now. I don't think they're too happy with us at the moment. I mean, is Barbashev a center? I feel like he plays every position. Every he, time I think I he's look. a jack of all trades. I think he just plays everything. So maybe that's what we need. But I think when we played him, he was on the wing. So I'm going to stick with that for him. We talked about Monaghan. Another guy that I would I would love for the Avs to be able to go out and acquire. I simply do not think that this they would do this. Jesse Poyarvi. Get this man out of Edmonton and get him on a real team. I think he can be really good. The Oilers are not going to be doing us any favors, especially considering we played them in the Western Conference final last season and could very well do that again.
1: I, I don't see it either. I, I just don't see the moving Puyarvi unless he gets moved to like an Anaheim. Like that, That's where I could see him going. Um, I think they still have some hope for him.
0: Yeah. I Well, I don't think they have any hope for him. I think they've given up, but they also don't want to have him be good and also have him be on the abs and be like, have him torture them for the next several years. I agree. I think Anaheim is definitely a spot for him. Teams at the bottom are is where Jesse Pujarvi is going to end up at the end of the season. He's going to be packaged into something that makes Edmonton maybe, maybe he ends up in Chicago for Kane or something like that.
1: That would but, be a good trade for them, I think, because yeah. he's going to turn into Val Nachushkin
0: 2.0. Yeah. Pujarvi a good player. Edmonton has ruined and broken his spirit. But <laughs> my favorite name on this list, and we've all talked about it, Jack Johnson surely surely this has to happen right
1: it does i mean jack johnson i think is statistically having the worst defensive season in nhl history right now
0: and you know what that why does that make him sound better to me like that just just... just like okay well i love him so i want seventh round pick yeah seventh round pick future considerations he doesn't even have to play just like have him have him in the locker room just smiling and giving everyone thumbs up and
1: and he's he's not we know what jack johnson is he knows the system he, he was actually not terrible in it. Um, granted, we played with five defensemen in the Stanley Cup final, but he, he's Jack Johnson. Like, we know what Jack Johnson is, and we t- we've we been talking about this for months, it seems like, that he's going to come back to the abs eventually. Right, and I mean, you
0: you think about it. When the defense is healthy, we don't need to add another defenseman. Maybe you want one and you don't play EJ, but like we're not going to do that right now. And again, you don't need... A defenseman to come in here and be good. And also, you have Brad Hunt, Andreas Anglin. I'm not convinced you don't need an upgrade on them because you never just, we, our defense barely ever seems to be healthy. So it yep. feels like a good idea to have some insurance. Even then, I don't know, even if you do trade for Jack Johnson, if he plays over Brad Hunt or Andreas Anglin or even Chorus McDermott, but.
1: I just, I just like the idea of having him. That's I did too. Like I think it happens. I, I think that's like, like the most predictable thing in the NHL right now.
0: It's like trading for a cheerleader. Like it's just like he's there. He's gonna be giving everyone moral support, and it's just everyone gonna feel so much better having Jack
1: Johnson here. Yeah, I agree. So I, I, think that happens. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. Um, but also like, wouldn't it just be like piss you off so much if he goes to like the fucking, uh, uh like the Leafs? I, I like, just, I, I'm gonna be totally honest. I don't see other teams
0: trading for him right yeah. now, unless it's like for literally free because let's face it jack johnson is not having a good season and he has not had a good season outside of colorado in like several <laughs> years so if he's going anywhere he's coming home to where he belongs with us and winning another cup as a key contributor of course <laughs> so yeah I, I don't hate it i don't hate it at all so i i hope that happens i'm gonna kind of run through the rest of these pretty quickly just because i don't feel like they're too important uh adam ernie another winger another quantity addition for the abs i think could be useful in the bottom six if need be could add maybe a little bit more scoring touch just could be a good nice option to have as obviously we lost a lot of depth in the off season, right. and we need to start to replace
1: that do you think like we didn't talk about one big fish what about dylan larkin
0: is he on the market really i haven't heard anything
1: That's What i've heard is he's on the market
0: I haven't heard anything about him actively being traded. I I don't think they're going to trade him. I think they're going to sign oh, him. Oh, I don't
1: think they will either, but that, that could be a sick piece. <laughs> I mean, if we're
0: – I don't know how the Avs would do that. It's kind of the same thing as Horvat. I think he's going to get more in Horvat if he gets oh, traded yeah. just because of people don't know if he's going to get traded or not. We're talking first Olauson and and probably Foodie at that yeah. point. And then even then, there's other teams that will just be like, okay, well, here's our package, and it's better, so take that one. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't see that happening. I feel like this entire conversation has just been, I don't see that happening.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's going to be the conversation for a lot of them. Um, but yeah, I mean, you have Dylan Larkin, you have Adam Ernie, I think solid. Yeah, had, we had Dominic Kubalik on there as well.
0: Yeah, Kubalik on there again. If you can convince Chicago to do it, I would be a fan of it. Because Kubelik is okay, he's not on the Black I Detroit. Keep, He's on the Detroit. Blackhawks. Yeah. That's why you that's why you <laughs> brought that up. I we did this before we started too. I was I was looking at the Blackhawks page, I was like, why is Kubelik not there? Because he doesn't play for them, moron. But yeah, if you can convince the Red Wings to do that, he makes two and a half million, he's 27 years old, he's got another season after this. That's an instance where I'm like, that's a good player. But well, again, we
1: wanted to sign him out in the offseason.
0: Right. But again, it's a winger. But also, he has term. right? So I think that's – it depends. You don't Agreed. need a top-six winger, but Kubelik's a good option.
1: I agree. I, I like Kubelik a lot. I, I liked him in free agency.
0: But also, I, I think the Red Wings are going to hold on to him. Because even if I they do the play off this season, they're going to convince themselves they're, they're going to make it next season. And they'd rather hold on to a guy like Kubelik, in my opinion. Probably yep. be wrong, but
1: – Remember when Kubelik was up for the, the Calder? When he scored yeah. like 30 goals his rookie year.
0: He scored like 30 <laughs> goals. He was the, the third place for the caller that season. Yeah. And Good times. Yeah. There's a couple more names on here. Uh, Luke Shen out of Vancouver leads the NHL in hits. Again, we really don't need a defenseman, but if we get one, Shen doesn't make a lot against the cap and at least makes some sort of sense. However, with that cap, there's going to be a lot of teams vying for him. Right. It's going to shock you to hear this on this episode. I don't see that happening. <laughs> I don't know why I made this list. I I disagree with my own list. I think a lot of people will. Yeah, I'm a great host. <laughs> I made this list and be like, oh, these make sense. They talk about it. It's like, wow, I don't think any of these happen. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Shen, I think could be something. But I think there's going to be a ton of teams in on him. Nick Bugstad is an interesting center option because he doesn't make a ton of money. I think he makes about 800000 against the cap on the Coyotes at the moment. Wouldn't cost too much, and I think just gives, like all these other guys, gives you an option right. down the middle. Obviously not the greatest player on the planet that takes you to, you are now the Stanley Cup favorites.
1: If I could get any player off the Coyotes, it'd be Schmaltz. I'd get Nick Schmaltz.
0: I think, I think we'd all be very lucky to yeah. get Schmaltz off of that team. I mean, Nick Bugstad, he makes 900000 against the cap. He's having an okay season. He's got 11 goals, 10 assists, 21 points in 50 games. Definitely has been much worse in his career. I definitely wouldn't want to give up a lot, but also I don't think they would ask for a lot from Nick Bugstad. Right. So, um, I feel like maybe that's a, even just a bottom six option just to pad out a little bit. I'm not acquiring Nick Bukestad as your second line center. No. But there's not a
1: ton of those options out there, I wouldn't think. I just don't think there's much else out there, dude. I I think that's, it's going to be a small player. We'll be like, yeah, that was a good trade. Like you didn't give up much, low risk, high reward.
0: I think we'll make probably two, three little trades at best, probably really pick at the end of our draft capital for this year and next year's draft. Unless there's something that falls into our lap. I just don't see us making the big move. And again, Landeskog, we I can't believe we haven't mentioned this. Landeskog is not on LTIR until the playoffs. Like he, that, that money is going to get added back onto the books. That seven million bucks is going to be put back on, and it's going to be a great up. trade deadline acquisition, though. And you know what? That <laughs> is the abstract deadline acquisition. Yeah. Is they're going to get Gabe Landeskog back? They're adding Gabe to this team because he hasn't been on this team the yeah. entire season. They're going to add him back. That's their big fish. Is Landeskog? It's seven million dollars they're going to get him back they're getting mixed. I heard he's a
1: pretty good leader in the room
0: yeah i've heard he's a great leader he's got 30 goal potential you yeah. know he's just a real nice guy that everyone he'll gets
1: fight back. he'll he'll yeah. stand up for his teammates like he's he definitely has captaincy in his future yeah
0: definitely last i heard landis god could definitely mix well with this avs team i think but that's going to be their big addition and i i think a guy like roslevic makes sense if they go after max Domi, i think that does make sense too i
1: agree i don't love it but it makes sense
0: I, I think a guy like I know we kind of brush past him but Adam Ernie I think does make sense for this team too it's just the the lower end guys like I right. I Roslovic's as high as we can hope to swing
1: I agree I mean th- that's that's the most we can swing at yeah. is
0: Rovi and we don't even know if
1: he's on the market
0: we just don't yeah, we don't he's not listed on anything he's on the 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 athletic trade bait board he is the last player on the no longer ranked list we've heard absolutely nothing about him
1: yeah I mean so, and I guess
0: we can look through like the the top guys and just say why the abs won't get him. Timo Meyer, no shot. No Joe shot. Adrian, don't need him. Kane already talked about John Klingberg. Bad. Don't need him. Ryan O'Reilly talked about that. Taze talked about that. Tarasenko, Lamau as if uh, Brock Besser, expensive and Gavrikov. They're asking for the Savard deal, which is like a second, a first, a second and a third, which was yep. what Savard got. Uh, Matt Dumba, yeah, no sure. chance
1: in hell. <laughs>
0: uh, as if the Wild would do that. Shane Bear. don't need him. Monahan talked about that. Van Riemsdyk, James Van Riemsdyk out of the Flyers. I wouldn't hate it if they retained half. I think that's three million. I think he makes six right now. I wouldn't hate it. He'd probably be cheap just because of his cap hit. I mean, it's, it's just a, meh. It's a yeah, meh to Yeah, you're, you're making the perfect face for it, just like the yeah. It's, it's a thing. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it, but, I, but right. I would love it. Barbashev talked about him. Edmondson don't need him. Tyler Bertuzzi having the down year from hell. I don't know how comfortable I am giving up the assets the Red Wings would want for that. I also don't know why. Well, I guess he's a UFA, but I, I don't know. I'm not. Nope. I'm I'm good. Not stoked about that. Jordan Greenway not happening. This Nyquist could be interesting. I don't mind Nyquist. I can't. I Makes can't, a lot of money. It's 5.5, 5, I believe. He retain half. Right. That's 2.75. There's worse cap hits out there. Yeah,
1: there is. He could be an interesting one, but yeah. I don't think he moves the need. Like, if the Avs make a trade, we've talked about it. I think they go for someone that they can, they have term with. Yeah.
0: Right? And I agree. And so, you, yeah, you look at the rest of this list. I mean, we talked about all the centers on here, except for the last guy on here who I hope doesn't come here, and that's Lars Eller because. I don't know how much you guys have been watching the Caps, but uh, Lars Eller has not been great this season.
1: Yeah, I'd rather have Dylan Strom yeah. from the Caps.
0: Well, even like, but even still, the Caps are willing to trade Lars Eller right now, even yeah. when they're competing for the playoffs, because they're not losing anything by doing that. I'll put it like that. Strom's not getting traded. If the Caps lose every game from here on out, get Dylan Strom. That man rules. Get him, get him, get him. And even then, if the caps fall off, there are plenty of players I would pick from that corpse. Like oh. Strome, Garnet Hathaway, I think would be awesome on this. Oh, Garnet Hathaway would be sick yeah. on the abs. Like if, if the caps suck for the rest of the season and totally fall out of the race, there's your two, there's your two guys right there. Dylan Strome, Garnet Hathaway, done deal. You don't need to do anything else. This team wins, absolutely. Sonny Milano. Sonny Milano, if you can get him too. I mean, just why not just trade for every player from my other favorite? Yeah. right? <laughs> why wouldn't why wouldn't I be campaigning for this? But I'm really not seeing anything else right now that I can think of off the top of my head for for trade deadline. I think we do kind of have to prepare ourselves that this might not be the most exciting, that there's not probably not going to be an Arturi Lekanen coming in. There's always things that change. Lekanen was not available a month before the deadline that we knew of. And Manson was always available. And we kind of did get him a little earlier than everybody else. But things can change. And we'll see what's going to change over the next little while with the deadline the Avs aren't going to do nothing. There are things that they do need to address
1: maybe a little bit, especially down the middle. Agreed. They, they have a lot to do. Uh, sorry, I got distracted watching the the Kings blow another lead. Uh, how that team's in first place in the Pacific is mind-boggling to me. Yeah, um, We're going to talk about that on the on the next episode. With like yeah. the whole... Totally get into that. But yeah, yeah. I've just watched how it's in that game. Um, it is clear the Avs do need – they need depth down the middle, and yeah. that's where this team needs. But I just – it's not – it's not a good trade market for that. Like yeah. the one thing the Avs need, it's not a deep market for. And with Horvath gone, there's not much else on the board.
0: Yeah. Like if they were going to go all in at someone and I would agree with it, it would have been Horvath. Right. Because that is your second line. So I know we talk trash about the Islanders getting him, but for the Avs getting him as a rental, if they just controlled the world no one else did anything, that makes a lot of sense for this team right now. Horvat would have been awesome on this team, but it just was not realistic that that would have happened at all. Yeah, I, I completely agree.
1: It, that we just don't have the assets for it, man. We, we just don't. don't.
0: Assets. And like again, Bovillier Roddy, and the top twelve protected first because the Islanders are afraid they're going to miss the playoffs. Are we really afraid that we're going to miss the playoffs? Like no. maybe maybe two weeks ago, a little bit. We're not going to miss the playoffs, and that pick is realistically going to be in the high 20s and ideally 32nd. We don't have the ability
1: to match an offer like that. We don't. So it's it's going to be a boring trade deadline for abs, but we have to talk about it. And just hopefully you, you get your expectations a little bit lower with us. Um, and then when something cool happens, we'll be like, fuck yeah, let's go, dude. But yeah. I think for right now, it's it's kind of like, all right, let's just kind of keep our fingers crossed. Yeah. I mean, stuff
0: can always happen. I mean, Joe Sackick and McFarland, they know what they're doing. Right. We don't. And he don't. They, they do their homework on everyone. And I'm sure they'll think of something that'll blow us away. I mean, we talked about Matt Nieto. We didn't see it happening this early and getting Ryan Merkley back in return and the the, the Dryden Hunt trade and everything where you get Morgan. Like no one saw that coming either. Like they know what they're doing. They're going to do their homework. And they'll they'll make the right moves. You know, obviously in twenty twenty one they didn't make the best moves at the deadline. Then they followed it up with one of the best trade deadlines of all time. And so I trust the management group to do the right things, even if that's not a lot, because we don't have a ton of capital. And this team is good enough to win. When you add Landis- G- doubt. when you add Landeskog back into the mix, even right now untouched, I still believe this team is going to the Stanley Cup final add some more to that mix it'll make me feel even better especially now that Horbat's off the board because I was a little worried he was going to end up in Dallas and I feel I like, like that. yeah Yeah. I would have liked that for them unfortunately I feel like that would have made them better but we'll see how the trade deadline shakes out but it's the west is weak we won last year so it's not like there's this huge pressure like you have to win in the McKinnon window before the contract kicks in It's like yeah it'd be nice I, I want to win obviously that's the whole point of the freaking show but it's not desperate anymore and you know the team is good enough to win. They've won. Yeah, they've lost guys, but you know this management group's going to make the right moves.
1: Well, you could even argue that like Evan Rodriguez is better than what Andre Burakovsky was last year. He does a role
0: yeah like he's different from Berkey, but he does the right things he might he can probably rely on evan rodriguez to score a little more than Berkey, right. even if Berkey is a way more dangerous scorer because that's just how confusing of a player burakovsky is and obviously you're missing Kadri. that that's the whole that's that
1: the one big hole you haven't filled,
0: filled. yeah because you know unfortunately the salary cap is a real thing that you need to be concerned about unfortunately and
1: don't you know, wish it was sometimes like baseball
0: yeah, I do. I mean, how much did the NFL raise their cap for next season? Like $30 like, million? Yeah, something crazy. I, 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 I can find that because I actually have that on my Twitter account because I actually tweeted about out, <laughs> believe it or not. But, yeah, they increased it um, – from $208 million to $224.8 million. And I just you
1: imagine if the NHL did that? <laughs> yeah,
0: I was just, responding. must be nice. Because they <laughs> they raised their salary cap a quarter of what the NHL salary cap is.
1: Is, yeah, it's crazy. So, maybe in the future. But, yeah, this was a fun little trade preview. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get some abs hockey back. We only have, what, a week from today is when they're yeah, back?
0: Pretty much. And we'll be back on Monday, not Sunday talking about more stuff with the abs. We got, we got some things cooking in the yeah. background that you guys might be a fan of for next episode. And even then the all-star game will have happened by then we can make fun of the NHL for putting on another really awful event that no one cares about and make fun of the stupid things they do with that. Cause that's one of my favorite traditions is just yep. dunking on this league. I hate all-star games. I really do. <laughs> they're <laughs>
1: they're <laughs> the most pointless thing ever. Like,
0: um, like unless you're going to them, like they're local events, but even then, like I would not pay money for this shit. Who <laughs> would want to watch these in person? These are TV events. And even then they suck. But we'll we can dunk on all of that in due time, and then yeah, we'll be back with the Avs on the seventh when we play the Penguins, which is still like a a week away. But honestly, I think it's I think it's good to get a little breather every night. Agreed. Because it, once we come back, oh shit, it's we're gonna be back like we're jumping it's right full, in with Pittsburgh, full steam ahead. And then it's Tampa, and then it's Florida, and then it's Minnesota after that, and everything's gonna get fucking wild. And then after February, it's just game, 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 playoffs. So. Enjoy your break while it's here, because it's gonna get wild. Because now we actually have to worry about winning the division and like placement and everything, and everything's so open. So if you're stressed, I would I would even recommend like turn this off right now and just like go for like a walk or something. Still
1: download the episode. Yeah, still download. Like, Leave down a review. The episode. But- if
0: anything, delete it, download it again, and keep doing that over and over again yeah. for no reason at all. It doesn't help us at all uh, financially. I'm lying, but. If you want to do that, that's a great idea. But I just recommend, like, just take a break. Like, we have to do this because we this is our job. You don't have to do this right now. T- take a break and just go get some fresh air for a little bit. Go yeah. think. You know, go clear your head. Go, like, watch the birds
1: or something. <laughs> do something.
0: <laughs> yeah. Go, just go do something like that. But we're going to wrap this one up here. Kind of a very hastily thrown together trade deadline preview. I don't really see where we would fit this in for february with all the intense games we have going on we'll talk more about trade deadline stuff as they come up but i feel like this was the only time to really have like a right. real comprehensive look at what we think could happen and uh considering how much i dunked on my own list i don't think there's a whole lot that's going to happen or i just probably have more of likely option i have no <laughs> idea what i'm talking about but
1: probably i mean probably. For, for both of us
0: yeah probably but again we're going to wrap this one up here. Thank you all so very much for tuning in. As always, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at GMZHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore Belay. You can follow the show at tell it, abs it Is. You can also use promo code tell it, abs it Is on SeatGeek for $20 off your first order of $50 or more. Again, thank you so very much for tuning in, and we will catch you all next time. But until then, let's go Abs.